What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Bleeding B&G Podcast, episode 90. So I guess we could call this our Montez Sweat episode. And I have a special episode for you today, guys. Today we're going to be taking a look at our divisional rivals. So this is going to be starting a series. We're going to be looking at um, the Eagles, the Giants, as well as the Cowboys. But I had to bring on a man, my man. I had to bring on a guest of the Bleeding B&G Podcast. I had to bring a back on Mr. Crockpot of the Party on Broad Podcast, here to cover the Philadelphia Eagles. How you doing, man? Dude, what is going on, man? Happy football season. It's good to finally actually talk about real live football games uh, this past week. But uh, I think this is like my third time on the show. I'm like almost a co-host at, at this time, man. I don't at, know. This point, at this point, you're, you're an affiliate. Like I'm about to start sending you all ad shares and everything at this point. <laughs> but, oh, man. Good times, man. Good yeah, time. absolutely. But football is finally back. So I know you touched on it a little bit, but how are you feeling? It was a long seven months. Um, I know a couple of people I've talked to on the show felt like this is the longest offseason ever. And I did, too. Um, I think a little bit had to do with the owner change down here in Washington. I was just waiting for that to happen. So it was like a long, drawn-out process. But football is finally back. How, how are you feeling about that? It's been a long offseason. You know, like you just said, I mean, uh, the Eagles lost in the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts played his uh, tail off in that Super Bowl. Uh, but, you know – I said, I'm a draft guy, and the, the Eagles absolutely destroyed uh, their draft. And then you've got two new coordinators, which we'll be talking about tonight. Uh, so there's plenty of unknown in the air in Philadelphia. Like, what, what are we going to see when it comes to Sean Desai's uh, defensive scheme? Uh, is it going to be some sort of hybrid 3-4? Uh, the offense, probably not a lot's going to change there. They're still going to be elite. We're probably going to still see the same kind of Jalen Hurts uh, you know, rush attack RPO offense. But for me, it's been a long offseason because we just I, I need football back in my life, baby. That's that's just that's just how we roll here in Philly. No, nah, for sure. That's how we roll down here in the DMV as well. I feel the same way. So before we look forward to the 2023 season, um, I'll be remiss to not look back at the 2022 season. You guys up there in Philly, you guys had a hell of a season. You guys exceeded expectations. Um, unfortunately, you know, lost in the biggest game of them all, but you guys made it to the Super Bowl. And you know, the, the dreaded term in sports is that Super Bowl hangover, right? And it's not only for the winner of the Super Bowl, but that, that goes for the Super Bowl loser as well. So looking into the 20, 2023 season, how does Philly try to avoid that Super Bowl hangover and not have a, a miserable season um, going into this year. Yeah, I mean, you got to start with, you know, losing both coordinators. I, I like the replacements they brought in, uh, but like I just said, there's a lot of unknown. Like, we, we're in wait-and-see mode at this point. You look, you talk about the question marks at linebacker. Uh, they lost their free agents, Kaiser White and TJ Edwards and N'Kobe Dean going from here to here. He's now, like, the captain of this defense right. Uh, and how much, how like his, I, I'm, I can't think of off the top of my head how many snaps he played in 2022, but it was very little, if any. Uh, you look at the major youth across the defensive line Milton Williams, 24, Jordan Davis, 23, Jalen Carter, 22, Nolan Smith, 22, Moro Jomo, 21. Like, you've got some elite talent there with vets like Slay and Bradbury and uh, Reddick, but like, there is a lot of youth. Uh, across this young Eagles defense, uh, which at times struggled against the run. Uh, you look at the health of the running back group. Um, so there's definitely things that could potentially go wrong. Uh, and, and you kind of have the Eagles 
uh, fall into that Super Bowl hangover trap. But for me, at the end of the day, do not uh, bet against Jalen Hurts. That dude is the his intangibles, his leadership, his commitment, everything is off the charts. And um, I was not a Jalen Hurts guy uh, throughout the process. I was shocked when they drafted him there, and I was shocked that he went from here to there in 2022. And uh, I am done betting against Jalen Hurts. That that is that those days are over. So uh, I, I don't think there. I, I I don't think I don't expect the Eagles to skip a beat in 2023. That's a perfect segue into our next topic because I think the first time. Um, that we met, I actually wanted you guys' um, podcast and we were looking at like position groups. And I was telling you guys that down here, I was trying to convince guys that, you know, Jalen Hurts was better than Carson Wentz because he was like, <laughs> I was like, no, guys, like, I, I know, trust me, I know. But since I say that to say last year, he came in with a lot of skeptics, right? And then yeah. you look into this year, he's on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. You don't have to look any further than him being ranked number three in the NFL's top 100 um, this year. So how do you think he follows up this season? How does a Jalen Hurts encore um, look in 2023? Well, it starts with everything they do from top to bottom. Like Nick Sirianni, like uh, it's incredible how in sync Nick Sirianni is. Uh, running this offense with Jalen Hurts. I mean, putting Hurts in those RPO, RPO offenses, like he puts him that, that attack aggressive mindset really fits Jalen Hurts really, really well. I mean, they have two amazing weapons at wide receiver. They have the best offensive line in football. Um, it's hard not to think he can't replicate everything we see. It's hard to expect what we saw in 2022, uh, in 2023, man, because to be honest, like, there are question marks about Jalen Hurts. Like, did he peak in 2022? Is that the best we will ever see from Jalen Hurts? Possibly. Um, but, you know, there's definitely guys across the Eagles offense that are also ready to take a next step forward, like a Devontae Smith uh, that is elite as it gets. And, you know, uh, but there, there are definitely ways that Jalen Hurts can take another step. Um, you, you look at, you know, improving on high percentage completions. I would like to see him stay safe late in plays when throwing. Uh, take deep shots when they're available, but not force them, which we have seen him do. Uh, and he kind of got lucky on, on a few throws in 2022. Uh, but again, it's hard to ask more for, for from Jalen Hurts uh, from everything we saw after his historic 2022 season. Maybe on third downs, he could get a little bit better. His 93 pass rating on third down was 20th, 20th best in the league. It's not terrible by any means, uh, but it, we're like nitpicking when it comes to Jalen Hurts. Like the guy's improvements across the board were astronomical. Can you talk about his leadership? Because um, you, I, I think we see it, but I think you see it in a more you know magnified vision up there in Philly. Um, because tying back to my first question, I think the number one reason why Philly might avoid that hangover is because Jalen Hurts just simply wouldn't allow it, right? He's a worker. He's a guy, I remember him in that Super Bowl post game, looking, looking so upset, can't wait, couldn't wait to get back out there till next season. He just seems to be a guy that's going to put his head down and um, just get to work. So can you talk about how, you know, his leadership changed the culture over there in Philly um, and accelerated the culture and the rebuild over there in Philly? Yeah, and it goes with Nick Sirianni and the expectations they set for everyone across the Eagles roster. Um, the culture is outstanding. It's it's night and day from the days of Chip Kelly and, and <laughs> things like that. Like uh, Nick Sirianni, first day of training camp was 
seen screaming at his players, setting the tone from the jump from day one. Jalen Hurts has that same mentality where it's never going to be enough. Uh, what, what, what impresses me so much about the Eagles culture and the Eagles locker room and uh, everything off the field is uh, uh, they take accountability seriously. I mean, I look at a team across the street, just like the Philadelphia 76ers. They can't look at each other in the mirror ever. And it's been years with that issue. Uh, but when it comes to like Jalen Hurts and Sirianni, like they, they know their strengths, they know their weaknesses, uh, and they work on it again and again and again. Like <laughs> Jalen Hurts probably, or I'll, I'll say Devontae and A.J. Brown probably get sick of Jalen Hurts because all he wants to do is stay in the locker room and, or, or, and study, study, study the tape nonstop. Like it, it's really uh, been a breath of fresh air uh, when it comes to these guys because – I've just been so impressed. And every time, like you just, just all you have to do is search on Twitter, Jalen Hurts uh, training camp. The stuff he says, the vibe he presents, his leadership qualities are just through the roof, man. Uh, not a lot of players maybe deserve some of those contracts that we've seen, but Jalen Hurts deserves every penny that he received this offseason uh, for what he means uh, on and off the football field. And I love to hear that. So hopefully us in Washington, hopefully, you know, us dealing with a first-year quarterback and Sam Howell, hopefully he can bottle up a little bit of that Jalen Hurts or and bring it down to Washington with not only that new ownership group, but hopefully, you know, accelerate the culture change and the rebuild like um, what had happened up there in Philly. But you touched on it um, at the beginning of the episode. You guys did lose some key pieces. Miles Sanders, Isaac Samulo, um, Javon Hargrave, to say the least. So looking into the 2023 season, if you guys were to regress at a certain position um, across the offensive side or the defensive side, special teams included, what would that regression most likely happen? Well, special teams was hot garbage. Um, <laughs> we're, we're just looking for the Eagles to be average. <laughs> and only go, but not from there, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, when it comes to regress, it, you have to look straight at the Eagles defense. Uh, you know, bringing in a guy like Sue, bringing in a guy like um, who I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, but they but they brought in uh, no they uh, uh, to replace uh, Jordan Davis. Um, my gosh, I can't believe it. But anyway, he's not on the team anymore. Uh, but you know, Jordan Davis is he ready to get more snaps in 2023? Uh, he's not a three-down player. Um, again, like I said, with the Eagles' youth. Uh, at their front seven, the Kobe Dean. If you look at ways they regress, it's there. Uh, I think we should all expect growing pains uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's that's okay. That's what happens when uh, you have such youth there. But at the end of the day, these are also Georgia Bulldogs where it's all business with these guys. So it's a different kind of mentality with these guys. But like guys like Sidney Brown, that guy was flying – across the football field against the Ravens on Saturday night. But yet again, another guy uh, that's what, 22, 23 years old, that's going to be getting significant snaps at the safety position. Um, so there are going to be mistakes and that's kind of part of the journey uh, as the Eagles kind of find their way, but the, the, not to be a homer, but the good news is, you know, you look at the Eagles in 2024, they have three picks in the top two rounds next year to kind of continue to refill restock this defense because that's what at the end of the day that's what the Eagles are gonna have to do Jalen Hurts got his money they're gonna have to fill these holes uh with you know um you know controllable players 
uh, building through the draft. And that's what they're doing. They are loaded. I didn't, I didn't even bring up some of the guys that uh, have really flashed some really fun potential, like uh, um, Achille Ringo or Eli Ricks. Like these guys are uh, definitely locked in. Um, so if they're going to regress, it's on defense. So you touched on the draft, and I and it does. It looks like Georgia North up there in Philly. Yeah, like, man. It's like it's like green, silver, black, red. Like you guys are, are like Georgia North up there. Um, but you guys bought in those guys in the draft. You guys bought in some offseason um, acquisitions like a DeAndre Swift as well. So you guys not only lost some players, but you guys brought in some key pieces as well. So on the opposite end of the spectrum where you guys may have regressed going into the season, where do you guys, if, if any, because you guys – I don't know if you tapped out. You tell me. I don't know if you guys tapped out in 2022. Where could we see the most likely increase or, you know, progression um, and take a leap uh, into the 2023 season? Um, we have an offensive line coach where we say here in Philly, and Jeff Stoutland we trust, the best kept secret uh, in the NFL. Uh, he is incredible at building through the offensive line. I'm a trenches guy. I'm in my 30s. So uh, I grew up watching, you know, old school football old school football like so i'm a trenches guy uh and that's what the eagles believe in uh so uh, it all starts on the offensive line uh they're bringing in a guy named cam jurgens uh to fill in at right guard uh all reports are that he's been terrific uh so far um you look at uh the new running backs uh you've got rashad penny you've got deandre swift i am not a miles sanders guy i've never been uh, definitely overrated. Year. I remember that last year. <laughs> Very overrated. Uh, whereas Miles Sanders is a, a, a guy who gets yards before contact. He led the NFL uh, last year. You know, a guy like DeAndre Swift and a guy like Rashad Penny, if they stay healthy, that's the number one key, uh, are guys that can get yards after contact. And they were among the tops in the league uh, in recent years. So, um, again, you're going to – uh, reasons for improvement. Jalen Carter is an absolute monster. Uh, he was my number one guy in the draft, and he fell somehow. I have no I, idea how. I, um, I, I'm, I'm mad at the entire NFL for letting that happen. Just on I, Saturday, I couldn't open up Twitter without him without seeing him blow up the backfield on the first yeah. play of the game. I'm like, I knew yeah. that was going to happen. He showed it all last year in the SEC. Yeah, and I'm trying not to be a homer here, but, like, I have a strict – I. Uh, policy where I do not buy current players jerseys. I do not do that. He's the one guy that could test that uh, big time if he comes out and starts balling like an Aaron Donald, uh, because he, he's been dominant throughout camp. He was he only played two snaps and already was incredible against the Ravens in the first preseason game. Nolan Smith is a really fun kid uh, to watch. He's like a Hassan Reddick light. Um, Uber athlete. I don't know how much he plays. I think he's going to get the Jordan Davis kind of treatment uh, this year where uh, he's probably going to be sitting and watching a lot uh, under Hassan Reddick. Uh, but that's where the sh that's where the questions with Sean Desai um, come in, because he's known for having this hybrid three, four defense that's uh, basically attacking the quarterback and having a guy like Hassan Reddick and a Nolan Smith on both sides of the football field to put offensive lines in a blender, man, that's what that presents. Uh, so that's really fun to think about. Um, obviously, um, Jalen Hurts uh, staying kind of being his efficient self. Um, and that's basically where I'm at. Uh, I think Swift, again, uh, you're not probably going to see him heavily 
at the start of the season. I think the Eagles are very aware that they need to keep this guy healthy. So expect a lot of Kenny Gainwell uh, to start the season for the Eagles. And then they'll slowly ramp up Swift as the season progresses. Uh, because what Swift gives the Eagles is something they haven't had in quite some time. Uh, his level of explosiveness as a receiver and as a pass blocker. Uh, I believe DeAndre Swift was a top five pass blocker, according to PFF. Take it for what it's worth. Um, and uh, as I don't have to say anything more than Miles Sanders was not a receiver. <laughs> he was just not. He was dropping passes left and right. Uh, he had a very good season in 2022. Don't get me wrong. It was, he was very good. Uh, but, you know, that I think he's a much better fit. So those are some reasons for improvement. So I know we touched on it earlier, but you guys lost both of your coordinators. And that rarely ever happens yeah. in the NFL season. And Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen both getting NFL head coaching jobs. So just tell me the effect that might have. I know we touched on it with Jalen. But how might that affect the entire offense with that RPO scheme really taking off in the last couple of years? And then you mentioned that hybrid defensive scheme that Jonathan Gannon brought. Um, it's hard to replicate that. And a lot of guys don't do it. Um, so how can that possibly affect you guys in 2023? I don't expect much to change with Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni. I, I feel like you're going to see what they were so elite last year in terms of efficiency. Um, I, I do want to see them kind of improve with 12 personnel. Uh, that was one area the Eagles were definitely weak, which is shocking considering how much, you know, two tight end sets they run. They, they were actually much better in 11. Uh, so I would like to see them improve there. Uh, the real question mark comes with the defense and Sean Desai and what we're going to see. Um, you know, what was amazing last year, of course, were the sack numbers, the crazy sack numbers from Javon Hargrave and uh, everyone, really, uh, across the board. Um, you look at the loss of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who was a great fit for them, especially uh, with his uh, elite coverage skills in the slot. That's, that's where he was uh, truly shining here in Philly. Um, but for me, um, that it's got to be the defense and whether or not they can – go through these growing pains and not have it bite them in the butt, you know, and uh, make sure it doesn't hurt them too bad in certain situations. You know, you look at the Eagles last year and how many points they averaged compared to the rest of the league in the first half. This was a team that blew people away in the first and second quarters. And if you remember like third quarter, fourth quarter, they just okay. ran the ball every single possession and no, I mean, their third quarter and fourth quarter stats weren't great, but they were just running the clock, essentially. I don't think that's going to be the case in 2023. I think uh, we can definitely expect a step backwards. I don't think we're going to see that level of pass rush uh, that we saw last year. That was a special, special season, especially with Brandon Graham, another year older, uh, Fletcher Cox. Um, we'll see how the kids respond. And that's by far the biggest kind of unknown uh, when it comes to our excitement level for the Eagles, because we're not going to see in the preseason. Sean Desai is not going to show us anything. It's all going to be straight vanilla throughout the preseason. Uh, so how he employs and implements his scheme with kind of the weapons that Eagles have with their youth uh, on defense is what I'm watching most. All right, I'll be remiss, and my followers would hate me if I didn't get a little bit of intel. So can you give us somebody, and I don't want you to blow up this spot too much, but can you give us somebody that might not be on our radar that uh, I know you mentioned Sidney Brown, uh, but somebody that might potentially blow up for the Eagles this year? Uh, I mean, the breakout start, I, I got two for the offense. Or Sorry, can I give you two for the defense? Give me as uh, many as you want. 
Yeah, I, let's start off with the Kobe Dean. Um, the last time he was a full-time starter with Georgia, uh, you're talking, you know, almost a handful of sacks, inter- a couple interceptions, uh, his ability to uh, rush the passer, uh, you know, you know, you know, drop back in coverage. He was really good. He was really good for that Georgia defense. Uh, the Eagles haven't had a guy like that in quite some time. Howie Roseman does not believe in linebackers whatsoever. <laughs> it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, to be honest, because I'm a linebacker guy. Neither uh, do we in Washington, and we have a defensive coordinator that's a linebacker and a head coach. So maybe they're getting phased out of the NFL and nobody's telling us. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, linebacker is definitely evolving right now with the safety position and star and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, N'Kobe Dean is a guy that could be a big-time breakout star. He's not really, like – I think people are aware of that. Another guy I would definitely watch out for is Reed Blankenship. Uh, he's one of our safeties here. Um, it's, it's crazy because he went from undrafted free agent a year ago, uh, and he, he was playing all these preseason games, to He was basically – he didn't even dress for the Eagles' first preseason game. That's how much he has impressed – uh, he's, you know, the safety position for the Eagles is a huge unknown. It's right up there with linebacker. But he's the guy that has, you know, convinced the Eagles staff that he is safety number one in a, in a rotation. The Eagles love to rotate their guys. They don't have a guy like Curl that's up and coming and, and so impressive. But um, it's got to be Reed Blankenship. Uh, he filled in last year um, and played really well. Um, good against the run. Good in the past. He's not going to blow you away. He's not flashy, uh, but he's sound in so many different areas. So re-blanketship. Not saying he's going to be a star, but definitely a guy that could be an above-average starter. All right. So now let's get into what the people came for. Let's get into the, the Philly-Washington matchup. So in 2022, you guys blew the doors off of us early in the season. It was one of the most miserable performances I can ever remember watching in person. I literally left after the first quarter. And I just started doing laps around the stadium. I just started doing meet and greets with people around the stadium. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even stay for the second half of the game. But in November, we did come back and get, um, head up to the link and beat you guys. Uh, is it still the link? Is it still the link? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So we headed up to the link and gave you guys your first loss of the 2022 season. So we split last year. So how do you see the matchups going with Philly and Washington in 2023? It's I don't I don't want to sound like a homer, dude. I'm trying. <laughs> hey, that's what we're here for. That's, that's why I brought you on the show. Be as homer as Listen, I, I hope I'm wrong, uh, but I'm not a big believer in Sam Howell. I would love you to convince me about Sam Howell uh, for Washington and his, his promise and upside. Uh, I, I think the quarterback position is absolutely loaded in the 2024 class. Uh, if there was ever a play to go there, I, I would probably uh, jump in that race because there's a few guys like Caleb Williams and Drake May and and others that are really fun to watch. Um, but for me, I, I can't go against why the Eagles can't sweep the series uh, against the, the commanders in 2023. Um, I guess it depends on the schedule. I'm going to look at the schedule real quick, uh, just how, how it sets up. Um so while you're looking, let me let me let me give you a couple fillers that I have out on Sam Howe. Um, yeah. I'm not totally convinced either, um, but I've been to training camp. I think I've been to three um, practices, and the talent is there, right? The talent is there. There was a reason why he was so high up on draft boards early in his college career. 
Um, the decision-making um, can be a little shaky at times. But to be honest, I don't know if I'm able to give it a fair shake because the defense has been terrorizing the offensive line all training camp. So you don't really know, like, what you're looking at. You don't know what you're seeing because – and this may be something that translates into the regular season. Now, I was generally impressed with what I saw from him in Cleveland the other day because he dealt with a lot of adversity with bad line play um, then. But he has he has a cannon of an arm. And it, and it looks funny coming from somebody – I don't think he's any taller than 5'11". Like, we look each other eye to eye. But you can see he he flicks the ball down there and it goes 60 yards. So and, and it's more that comes with the quarterback position. Um, but he gives you like Taylor Heineke-esque mobility. Um okay. Taylor Heineke won games for us. And I'm not the biggest Taylor Heineke guy, but if you can come come com, can combine some of his moxie with some of the natural arm talent that Sam has, um, I think that we might be on to something in 2023. But on the flip side of that, um, I don't want us to be like another around 500 middling team, just like you said, um, if we, if we're bad, let's be all the way bad and let's go for a Caleb Williams or a Drake may um, Caleb Williams actually came up in the boys and girls club system that I'm a coach for. So I, I I've seen that talent. Oh, yeah. I've seen that talent. He, he was throwing the ball like that when he was in the sixth grade. Like, so I, I I'm a big advocate for him. Um, but I don't think that this roster is that bad. I think that the roster, the own talent on the roster, is going to win you at least seven games, like you did with a Taylor Heineke. So if we can get a little bit better play from us, Sam Howe, I think that we're on our way to about nine to ten wins. Yeah, again, I covered the draft heavily, and I, I did like some of your selections. I was a big Emmanuel Forbes guy. Uh, I, I know he's thin, but I think he's a playmaker. Yeah. Uh, he's he's, he's going to be a, a, a good one. Um, guys that I was really high on as well, Braden Daniels and Ricky Stromberg, two guys for the offensive line that I think are, are were underrated uh, in the draft process. So I think you guys did well there as well. But when it comes to 2023, I... now I get it. Trust me, I get it. Trust me. That's why we're looking. We're looking. We're on the way up. We're starting at ground zero with the new Harris ownership group and everything. Um, we're on the way up. So trust me, if you think we're going to get swept, I totally understand it. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So let's look at a couple of quick takes before we wrap up the show. Um, so I know we mentioned Jalen Hurts and the production that he had last season and looked at the outlook going into the 2023 season. Can you give me a Jalen Hurts stat line prediction? Maybe touchdowns, wow. maybe, maybe yards, maybe, maybe uh interceptions. Um, give me a Jalen Hurts stat line prediction going into 2023. All right. Uh so what did he have last year? Let's go. He had 3,800 uh, passing yards in about 15 games. So he did miss two games. So this is based off a full 17-game slate. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear. I'm curious. Like, I, I think you're going to run. I think we're going to see a much more balanced rushing attack from the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think he could be absolutely flirting towards 1,000 yards. That's how crazy this is. Mm. Um, I, I think probably around – I'm going to go less passing yards, so I'll, I'll go like 3,600 yards passing, and I'll go around 900 yards uh, rushing to put him at around like 46. I still think he's going to be top five in MVP, vote, MVP voting uh, if he puts out those stats. Uh, he had how many passing touchdowns last year? Do you have the stats on you? I don't. Um, not, like 22 and two? Yeah. Something like that? No, was, the ratio was crazy. Yeah, I, I – I don't see 
like he's such a smart and like instinctual quarterback. He does not make mistakes. Uh, he's a guy that will run out of bounds. He's a guy that will throw the ball away. And he, he definitely showed a lot of improvements there. Uh, so let's go. Let's go 20 touchdown passes. I'm going to put up his interceptions um, just a little bit. I'll go 20 and 9. 20 and 9 uh, with a little more impact on the ground uh, than last year. The same amount of rushing touchdowns, around 18? I think he said the record. I think, 18, I think 18 is good. Yeah. that's. I mean, this is a team that will – I mean, you look at Nick Sirianni. Like he, and they do use him like a fullback in goal line situations. It's so. the greatest play in football, man. The <laughs> greatest play – I don't understand why teams don't do it more. Every time I, I'll, I'm watching like Sunday and I see another team like line up on third and inches and they, they're in shotgun. Like why? Why? Like just little. That's the that's the advantage of a Jalen Hurts, the guy that can squat 500 pounds. Like just go forward. And they we've seen them do it back to back times on third and short, fourth and short. Like it's unstoppable with the size the Eagles have up front uh on that o-line so uh that we're, i don't think that's going to be any different than 2022 if, if there is a fourth and goal fourth and short on the goal line like that ball is going to jalen hurts okay um i remember watching you guys last season and it seemed like at a point it was about a four or five week span where you guys were just almost seemed like you guys were getting a sack every play and i think it culminated with hassan reddick um uh, ending the season as you guys as leader with 16 and a half i believe um, if it's Hassan Reddick, by all means, please say um, Hassan Reddick. But who do you believe leads the Eagles in sacks this season? Oh, it's Hassan Reddick. Uh, the guy was a arguably defensive player of the year. Like that, he was a top three guy. And I hope he's hoping to get a contract uh, restructured, uh, and he deserves it. Uh, that's how dominant he was. There was a stretch at the end of last season and through the playoffs where he was the most dominant player on the football field. No one could block him. Uh, and that's what knocked out the Niners. because <laughs> He was crazy insane. in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, he's just insane. Like, no one could stop him. Um, his bend and flexibility and speed, um, it, it was amazing. It was straight up amazing. Uh, I don't see any reason why he can't put up another uh, number like that, 16 sacks in 2023. Josh Sweat is super underrated, top 10 in pass rush win rate. He's right there. We don't talk about him enough. Brandon Graham, it's going to be a sad day when he retires, man. He's kind of definitely on his last legs there. But uh, he had a, a great season last year as well. Everybody did. Everybody contributed. But like you said earlier, the loss of Javon Hargrave, he played like 67% of the snaps last year. Had to replace that. I think we're going to see uh, more balanced, more balance on the defensive line like we'll see for the Eagles running backs. I think they'll rotate depending on matchups. Um, I think – Jordan Davis will probably play a little bit more, but I still don't think he'll play more than 50% of the snaps. He's still primarily a run stuffer. It, again, it really comes down to the Jalen Carter, and uh, they've got some guys that could be backup nose tackles as well that are, are really interesting. Like Amoro Jomo was – I mean, he's a great run stuffer uh, that we saw from Texas. He played really well in the preseason game as well. Strong guy. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's my thought. <laughs> All right, so let's play a game of start, bench, cut. All Ooh. of these are guys in the NFC East. All of these are guys that made the NFL top 100, and all of these guys are some uh, are guys that their fan base is right for. Um, so let's play a game of start, bench, cut. Terry McLaurin, AJ Brown, or CD Lamb, and CD Lamb. Start, bench, 
Cut. Stock one, bench one, cut one. That's a good one. That's a good one. They're, they're, I, I'll go start A.J. Brown. Um, what that you talk about, you know, Jalen Hurts and his monumental leap into 2022, 20, and he was a huge variable there. Uh, that's um, having a guy that can be dominant on the boundary like that was amazing. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to bench C.D. Lamb, and I'm going to, wait, no, I'm going to cut C.D. Lamb, and I'm going to bench Terry McLaurin. I think Terry McLaurin is a pound for pound a great receiver. Um, probably doesn't get enough love. Um, every time I watch him play, he's phenomenal. Um, CD Lamb plays in a high powered offense. Um, so give me McLaurin there. Yes, my Washington, my my followers would love to hear you say that. I think, matter of fact, a lot of people don't know you also cover the Philadelphia 76ers as well. And we don't have much time. And I'm just going off the cuff because I'm a big basketball fan as well. Okay. And I saw you, I saw you talking about this earlier. Who's more unreliable, Carson Wentz or James Harden? Holy cow. <laughs> I mean, just two guys that cannot look at e look each other in the mirrors, man. Um, you know, Carson Wentz dug his own grave. Um refused to adapt, refused to change, was not a coachable guy. James Harden's in that same boat. You know, he's a guy that he thinks his value around the league is vastly different than it actually is in reality. Um, I'm <laughs> – listen, I was a Carson Wentz guy when he was here in Philly, but, like, there were definitely signs that uh, he started to kind of lose the locker room and for, for different reasons. Uh, James Harden, I don't think has lost the locker room. I think the players love him. Um, but when it comes to like winning a championship um, and when it comes to his age and the lack of lift we saw, like he cannot finish around the basket anymore. Um, and his ability to play at this level to this level is one of the most frustrating things I've ever seen. Like That's he looks like he, he looks there are times when he looks like the worst player on the basketball court. And there were times when Carson Wentz looked like he forgot how to throw a football, like he was completely in his own head. So uh, that's a really tough one. Uh, but I'm going to go James Harden because that guy's a loser. Uh, <laughs> I, I know Carson Wentz gave you a thousand percent. I'm not sure I believe that with James Harden. All right. And I appreciate you for this episode, man. Once again, uh, before we head on out, please let the people know where they can find you. I, I host a podcast called Party on Broad. Um, we cover Sixers and Eagles. Uh, but again, I, you don't have to follow us for that. I, I cover the NFL draft heavily throughout college football. We have a show starting tomorrow on college football, uh, top you know, draft. I've already got 100-plus scouting reports videos on all of the 2020 NFL draft. So if you love the draft, top 10 position rankings, top 10 guys in every single power five conference, top 10 quarterbacks, you name it. It's all there. Um, and we're going to get, you know, down and dirty with this college football season. So I've got two shows uh, for bleeding green nation. Uh, I do their draft show every week. And then for party on broad uh, top, top targets to watch matchups to watch. So if you love college football and you're a draft junkie, like I am, man, I'm telling you, man, I I've probably, as <laughs> all every week I, I put out, several new videos, shorts on guys you should know for the 2024 NFL draft. So just want to say thanks again for having me on, man. Oh, no problem. And I can attest to it. You do really great work. That's why I love having you on. Like you said at the beginning, you're an affiliate at this point. And I know a lot of my followers love and follow the NFL draft um, and college football as well. So be sure to follow my man, 
But that'll do it for episode 90 of the Bleeding BNG podcast. If you're checking us out on YouTube, be sure to comment, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe. We're about eight, we're 80% of we're 80% on the way to 1K. So please let's get to 1K. That giveaway is going to be special. I hate hyping it up as much as I have, but I promise you it's going to be something that you've never seen in the Washington Commander community. If you're checking us out on audio-only platforms like podcasts, um, like excuse me, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to leave a rating. Be sure to leave a review, preferably five stars. That's how we finesse the algorithm to be the number one content hub when you search anything Washington Commanders. So that'll do it for us, and I'll check in on you guys later. Peace.